Welcome, horror fam, to HHN 365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Del. Hey, guys. We have our producer, as always, Nico. Hey, howdy, hey. On tonight's show, we are going to wrap up the spooky season and talk about some of the new developments at HHN Light over at Universal. Oh, um, did, H- did HHN 365 just endorse the use of HHN Light over the other options? What are the other options? What were the I other mean, options? So some people are calling it like uh, appetizer for HHN. I'm trying to, what's the other main one? There's another big one that people say, and I can't think of what they say. Uh, that's too wordy. I don't like that. No, I, I don't, don't like, like it either. I don't, I don't. Okay. So HHN I, oh, Light diet, is no, diet HHN. Diet, 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 diet HHN. Diet HHN. Yeah. I like HHN a I think diet HHN is too fat shamey. I'm, I'm on the record. Uh, right now. We don't I, need I, a diet. I, yeah. Yeah. I got you. But, yeah. but it's really, you know, the Halloween was a seasonal experience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, HHN light. I like it. HSE, baby. Yeah. Now, is it light, L I T E, like a, like yes. a Miller? Yes. L I T E is how the hashtag is going. Yeah. So, you know, less thrilling, more taste. I mean, <laughs> eh. uh, that's an old, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the joke, but it wouldn't be accurate. No. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we don't really have any news, right? Because all all the news is going to be basically the main segment because we've been gone for so long. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should start there. Uh, sorry that we uh, uh, missed a couple of HHN three hundred and sixty five shows on the feed, um, but we were able to get the uh, stay in Screamcast out right though. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the way scheduling worked, because we're every other week doing stay in Screamcast, and we missed a couple of those too because scheduling. A lot of personal stuff going on that caused more scheduling issues. So um, we yeah. missed like all of October. Yeah, <laughs> we um, worked, uh, pretty crazy. It worked out that way. But uh, but, but uh, we're back to HHN 365 content. Uh, we actually still have two stay in Screamcast episodes you'll hear. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of content that has been building. Yes. Well, let's uh, hop right into it. So what are uh, some of the biggest stories that we have missed while we were gone? Um, I mean, Beetlejuice. Okay. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice? (laughs) All right. Yes. So uh, let's hop in right into it. So there was rumblings, um, what, maybe like two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Uh, How how long ago did this start? It started a couple... It really started a couple weeks before where people were like, oh, it might happen. Um, I, I, at first, we heard nothing about it. We didn't think it was going to happen. We talked about it a lot together. We're like, no, they wouldn't do that. We haven't heard anything about it. And it's, it's small rumblings. I think uh-huh. we kind of heard maybe uh, within the week before is when we heard like, yeah, it's probably happening. Um, so it was kind of a slow build to a like, all right, shit, it's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but, I mean, we didn't know for sure it was happening. Well, no, no, we're until, not, until Saturday not like, morning at like seven oh five, right? Mm. <laughs> well, I think we, everyone knew it was happening when they started putting out the um, outdoor facade. If right. you want to call, it. yeah. I know they put on the parade warehouse, but we didn't know if it was going to be just Sunday or if they were going to. Oh open yeah, it up yeah. Yeah. We they, we still don't quite know, um, yeah, like what was going to happen. They never straight up and announced anything officially. Yeah, 
uh, we'll get into that aspect a little bit later after we talk about the house, I think. Uh, the whole, like, when it happened, how it happened, all, all that good oh, stuff. Oh, okay. The controversy? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll describe the fun of the house first. Okay. I think. All right. Uh, so you just kind of want to dive into the actual house because uh, we were lucky enough to experience it. Yeah, we got to experience it. Duffy Very got lucky. to experience a little bit more mm. than us. Nico and I were uh, extremely lucky to get to experience. We won't go in the full story of that, but let's just say it was a roller coaster of emotions yesterday. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. We thought we were going to get to see it, and then we thought we weren't going to get to see it. And then we um, lucked out and got to see it. It was very exciting. That's the I'd best way it, to describe it. Paid it off. It, <laughs> it paid, paid off. Paid yes, off. and I think it made the house that much more exciting because I know Nico and I were about to walk in, and we were like, "It's happening!" Just because of <laughs> what, the, the two hours before, the hour before of the oh, we're not going to get to see this. Um, even though we rushed for both rushed from either work or um, the other things we were dealing with to get there. It was uh, uh, from someone who had already done it. I was frustrated for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But it, it, it worked for out. For good reason. Yeah. They went through. Um, let's see. Did you guys like it? Let's find out. Uh, it was amazing. Oh, uh, to, to put it lately. I was going to save that for after, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, were, what, were, what did you want me to say? I was just going to start talking about the house itself uh, and the, the point where we... Well, you asked like, me a loaded question. Did you like it? <laughs> I, said, I, guess we'll, I said, I guess we'll find out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so really quick, uh, massive spoilers. We expect the house to return next year. If you didn't experience it and you don't want to hear what happens, turn it off right now. We're going to go through many spoilers of Beetlejuice and then the other two houses as well. At some point, we'll talk about a bit. So, um, yeah, we're not going to dissect it. We're not going to go yeah. scare this by isn't scare, a house bool by bool, uh, but, but we, we are going to spoil it. Spoil it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you don't so, want to know uh, anything about what you're walking into, you should probably um, tune out for at least the next, what, 20 or 20 or so minutes. So I'm going to have Nico sing a song for 10 seconds. And then when he's done, the spoilers start. Dayo, Dayo, daylight, come and me wanna go home. Daylight, come and me wanna go home. All right, that's worse right. than spoilers. We're just gonna stop there. Yeah. There there. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. You're welcome. All right. So, Duff, you take us off because I know you're the ones who got you got to experience this. How many times did you go through it? Like, uh, was seven? That no, no, not even. Um. I got to do it four times. Um, and no, I didn't take up extra time slots. If you're wondering, I had friends who I jumped. They were gracious enough to let me jump in on their times as well. So across the two days, I went four, five times total. Sorry, five. Times. Okay. All right. um, That's reasonable. That and across say. two days, I didn't do it on one day and ruin yeah. everyone's time. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so, this is in a B seventy nine, that new parade warehouse. Uh, Graveyard Games last year is the location. If you want to put it together that way, warehouse. And uh, their outdoor facade was a basically the artwork that's on the Beetlejuice shirt. It's just kind of vinyl across that entire doorway, uh, similar to like what Universal Monsters had last year, like the vinyl of the logo just across like where the doorway is. Um, and I actually was kind of surprised by what we got for like the indoor i'm just gonna call it the first room i don't know if i want to call it a facade i don't know if you guys agree with that 
not calling it a facade. There's no real facade. Facade. I would call it a facade. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, uh, it, it's a facade, in my opinion. So basically, Support. you walk in, and um, the first thing you see is there's basically a bunch of switchbacks of fences. Uh, as soon as you take a few more steps in, you realize uh, that Beetlejuice is actually up on like a podium well above you, fully interacting with you, like all mm-hmm. out in. Yeah, Mike. Like, is like Mike. The, yeah, like the Beetlejuice character you would see in the park plays with you, messes with you. Yeah. Full on interaction. It was great. It's pretty good Beetlejuice, too. Yeah. He, I believe oh, what he said on. to Nico and I, he's like, hey, boys, uh, welcome. <laughs> and and uh, then some uh, girls walked in behind us and he, his yeah, attitude he completely ignored us at that point. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I got some girls to talk to now. <laughs> he, he takes out the comb and does something. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, he's, uh, every time I walked through, he had something pretty funny to say. Um, I didn't expect to actually get the full interaction with Beetlejuice, but it's there to start it off. And I thought that was a, yeah. a really good way to start off the house. Fun way to do it. In a non-COVID world, uh, that's probably a pretty fun place to be. You know, because they probably will have you completely backed up there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that how they did that too. That he they they kind of put him. He was still there and he still got to interact with you, but he was kind of above you. And he had a mask on, so he, he, did, uh, he did have a mask on. He supports uh, safety. Yeah, Beetlejuice can wear it. You can wear it. I'm just saying. Ooh, we got it down here too in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take a drink for every bad Beetlejuice impression you hear tonight. <laughs> well. <laughs> it, it's gonna happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right and then i we don't want to do a full house dissection here so we're not gonna go no. like room 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 no because uh, it's about to turn into that i can tell. you might hear that in a few years <laughs> we'll yeah. see uh so let's just kind of talk about certain things we liked about this house a lot like mike what stood out to you about this house um in general just the amount of detail and special effects and makeup they they were able to do they basically i think we knew that they were gonna they had a a a big task ahead of them to really nail this movie and they did they they Mm -hmm. blew me away just by how much money and time and they invested into this um i thought it was going to be scaled back quite a bit one because of covid and two because they rushed this uh, thing out for two days only, but you can it to me, it felt um, like I was seeing probably like the the showstopper house of the year, mm-hmm. even with it scaled back. This had all, you know, all, all the tech, all the the technology and the, the makeup. It was all it was in this house. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I appreciate how many effects they used throughout the house. How, yeah. they, how many different uh, scare types were used. Um, oh, yeah. There was yeah. elevation changes in the house. Yes. Uh, the, the Vortex Tunnel was in the house. I'll say it now. Oh, yeah. the Vortex. Your first big spoiler. Really well. Uh, utilized really well. Not just thrown in there. Like, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was basically your transition to like the afterlife. The afterlife, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's where and, it picks up. And, uh, and I it, thought... The, Oh, go, ahead. Go, go ahead nico no take it no i was just gonna say that i thought they did the right thing by cutting off the first act of the movie 
and then just getting you right into there. I thought it was great that you start off in the afterlife and then transition back to uh, the house after, uh, you know, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Jones and Catherine O'Hara take it over. Yeah. Kind of, kind of piggybacking off that, like the first part of the house almost feels like an original concept based off the Beetlejuice movie. Yes. More than like, yeah, I, I, it, you know, you have to compare the two. Like Ghostbusters last year was kind of like going through a walkthrough of Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there were some additions and they involved Ghostbusters too a little bit. But for the most part, they kind of followed the story, whereas Beetlejuice, not not quite. Later in the house, it starts to a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just in chronological order of the scenes they go through. Um, but early on in the house, no, it just kind of felt like uh, they were playing around and having fun with uh, Beetlejuice in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really toying with the aesthetic that Tim Burton put in that film. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I'll say what I liked a lot about this house is the puppetry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it is, there is some top-notch puppetry in here. Um, the snake puppet, uh, mm-hmm. which is very similar to the, the puppet face scare in... Um, uh, slaughter cinema it was basically the same exact way same layout uh very effective the way it worked it looked fantastic uh they use oh god who was in front of you was it adam it wasn't adam yeah are, are you talking about the beetlejuice face snake yeah yeah was it adam oh, yeah, yeah no it was adam yeah it was adam yeah. uh after they uh figured out how to the adam with the eyeballs on his uh fingers yeah but yeah no that puppet was fantastic um and then the you'd call it the sandworm puppet right yes yeah. oh yeah sandworm oh my god uh first of all massive he's huge they mm-hmm. use lighting effects they use uh fog effects uh he has a good amount of movement too for his size i'd say like yeah. he, he moves a lot more than say the mind flayer did last year in stranger things yeah he reminded me what kind of like clownzilla but even then more, more movement because clownzilla was more just his whole body kind of moves where the sandworm was more like his mouth really had some good movements in there you know yeah. and his head kind of thrashed around a little bit uh very impressive um and then also just honestly it impressed me because i didn't expect to like it much more than i like ghostbusters and the execution was like way better yeah. way better that's how you try to take a movie that's more family friendly and integrate it into horror nights right right it had um, also like a classic like um like fun house feel like so even if you aren't big into beetlejuice if you like uh i know some of the houses that like J- jack uh would do or like some of the 3d houses uh, from years past Kind of had that feel a little mm. bit, but without obviously the th- the three D glasses. Yeah, no, definitely agree there. And then like the casting on you know such short notice too, um, top notch. Like every Beetlejuice was great. Um, <laughs> Lydia was, was fantastic. Uh, going actually going back to the Beetlejuices because I should say it is not only like did they not just work as looking like Beetlejuice but how they acted was just so spot on Mm -hmm. their body language just matched it perfectly and I was really impressed every single run through 
Yeah, they they were definitely all leading with the pelvis, which was great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pelvic. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of, a lot of leading with the pelvis and that. And, yeah, uh, but you're absolutely right. Everybody uh, was spot on there. Even even Otho, which was a, a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. to me because he's such a fun character in the movie. Uh, it was it really wasn't a scare. It was just funny to just see him there in all white and act all scared. So it also uh, seems like they took some of the feedback from the plexiglass and like um, like Tooth Fairy and Brides. And they re- they really tried to basically uh, minimize it as much as possible. Like it's still in every boo hole, but they kind of cut it off at like the kind of the belly or chest even for a lot of them. And just so it really doesn't feel like they're like encapsulated in like this, you know, jar and they're like, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're still live actors in these boo holes where they're, you know, bottom half of their body is open. Um, and it, it makes it feel a lot more, gives more life to the house in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I want to say this house was least affected <clears throat> by the precautions for the pandemic. And I know I've, I've heard a few people disagree with me and say it was like the worst, but I, I, I don't see how I think yeah. all the scares still worked exactly as they will. Um, this this is set up where the boo holes are. They pop out slightly. They stay completely within the boo holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it is. It's more about seeing the characters in the actual scare. Um, and like the plexiglass didn't bother me at all in this house. No, uh, not at all. you could, no, you could see there was me. definitely some missing boo holes and a couple missing effects throughout the house. Uh, but for the most part, it it's the same as it would have been without uh, any of the plexiglass or anything like that. I would uh, say the main room that was affected by it is the Deo scene where you clearly they yep. built it to yep. have dancers kind of yep. a, a, along the room while you're mm-hmm. walking through it. And they yep. were obviously they were missing. Um, that and was the, the main room. You could see also that we'll talk about the Deo room in detail because I think all of us really enjoyed that room and the execution they used. Uh-huh. Uh, but to start off, there's no scare actors in the Deo room, but you can see uh, it was either two or four turntables. Uh, or two yeah, where, yeah, you could where they were going to be. Yeah, like correct, correct. Um, so I think that room will become even better, but I, we all enjoyed it still, right? Yeah, it was still still my favorite room. I I honestly think the just because of it, uh, um, the way that they did it and the effects, the practical effects of it, without doing any spoilers, um, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good, but I it was definitely severely hindered by COVID, mm-hmm. and I can oh. definitely see where people would have said to you duff that they felt like it was there because things like that just stick out in your mind yeah uh couple for me just that one room really that was really just that one room for me yeah yeah but uh, you know they're just but there also was some dead space that i felt throughout there uh there was some dead space Mm -hmm. towards the end of Mm -hmm. the um at the end of the afterlife scene right before you transition back to the house there's some weird dead space with like the football uh, uh, player scare there. Uh, and then there was some other dead space farther along in the house. And this also could See, be oh. just because the pacing of the house, it started off like a fun house and then mm-hmm. it kind of went into paint by numbers. I, I know we're probably, I'm transitioning now into like 
no, some ahead, of the more negative things that like kind of stick out of my mind just mm-hmm. to do there. Overall, very good. But, you know, I think it really was hurt by COVID. And I think this, in my opinion, and I think I said this to y'all after we left Brides uh, at the end of the day was like, yeah, I think Beetlejuice was hurt the most by COVID. But yeah, that's just it, my opinion. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. That, that's, you know, we could disagree on that. Um, oh, yeah. but I do want to go back to the, you brought up the football player scare yes. and I'm intrigued why you thought there was dead space because it seemed to me, cause you're talking about like, you're looking straight ahead and it has like kind of that, uh, fun house mirror effect almost going on down the hall. Right. Yeah. I guess that just didn't see, work think, for me. Yeah. Understand. I think that's to draw you in. So you're trying to look at that and see, cause it, it almost tries to draw you in like something's going to happen there. And then the second you're staring dead at it on your left, the football player pops out. So I think that's more of a looky here kind of thing than an actual dead space. Okay. Yeah. If it didn't didn't fully work for you, that's fine. But I don't think that's going to change. I think that's exactly what it's supposed to do. In a non COVID world, it probably could be executed better just because the player would be able to get into your face. Yeah. He's one of the few ones who like, he has like a full open hallway rather than just like a boo hole. So he probably would get closer to you. Uh, right. Whereas most of the characters, I don't think will. Um, but yeah, no, cause he's, he's a little far away too. He's a little bit off the path. It's kind of around a corner. So I see what you mean. This is the first house where I would want like a character to touch me. I would want like <laughs> Beetlejuice to put his arm around me and like be like, Hey, you know, Hey, do you mind if I do something like that? Like I, I would have loved for like Beetlejuice, like <laughs> to come out and like put his arm around me. But that's just me. <laughs> I mean, if scare actor dining happens next year. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm sure think, he was I don't going think to... Warner Brothers would approve of that. But... I'm sure Beetlejuice was going to be the character, right? When they when they announced uh character dining is not gonna happen, then it is gonna happen. He had to not... have been the main guy, right? He was gonna be, yeah. It had to be. Um, so I do want to talk about something that's more informative for people who want to hear about it. And I am not the most knowledgeable Beetlejuice person, so I want you guys to kind of help out. I think mainly Nico. And kind of go through what characters we saw throughout this house. Alrighty. Uh, Well, pretty much uh, pretty much we saw everyone except uh, uh, Charles and Delia. Uh, We're probably Mm. the and Juno and Maxie. Uh, We didn't see Robert Goulet and uh, his wife there. Uh, um, I think that's pretty much uh, the only three we didn't see. And I'm pretty sure they would have all been represented in the Deo scene there. Right. Yeah, uh, Otho, uh, like I said, and then we probably would have seen Otho there as well, or we would have just seen Otho in the one spot, which is there towards the end. Um, but we definitely have plenty of Lydia. We definitely had, you know, plenty of uh, Jane Butterfield. We definitely had uh, plenty of... Uh, the beauty pageant winner who's blue. I forget, like Miss Argentina or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they pretty much got every character that you wanted to see in there. Uh, the, the smoking guy, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was done very well. Yeah, it was. It so was. much better than uh, the tribute store one. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they touched on it. I'm just trying to think through real quick to see if anybody else... Was there anybody y'all thought were missing besides uh, the mom and dad and uh, their uh, friends? Not that I noticed. The only thing that was missing is there was no 
Adam Scarector. They only had him static figures. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was there in multiple forms as a static figure. I okay. expected more Lydia than we got. Yeah, we only got I, yeah. what, the, the one Lydia, right? Yes. Where she pops out and says, I myself am strange and unusual. Yep. Yeah. I was happy with that. That was that was a fun part. <laughs> I, I thought that was a, actually that scene was really cool. Um, and then transitioning into the kind of like strobe lit super fogged hallway, uh, which brings you around to ba- uh, the Beetlejuice uh, like gravestone. All right. Uh, anything else we want to uh, t- touch on with uh, the Beetlejuice? Well, something that Nico was talking about made me think we should probably talk about the waiting room scene because I thought that looked really damn good. That's yeah, my number one. That was great. Yeah, that was that was probably my second favorite room. Yeah, so, that room was great. All the little 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 details. Mm-hmm. All of your little details were all in that room, and like it, it, it was everything you ever wanted. So uh, we should say fan. everyone in the waiting room, like in the seats, were static props. There was no characters there. Only at the um, counter uh, did you actually have a scare actor. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't care. I thought it worked perfectly. And, you know, if they do bring someone actually into the waiting room itself as a scare actor next year, I think that just amps it up to the next level. Oh, I'm my sure God. Could you I'm imagine? Sure I hope it happens. <laughs> um, it was cool to see. Uh, there was a good subversion of... Uh, going to the, the the house of sin uh that they try to attract beetlejuice to when he has all the spikes mm-hmm. and yes. instead he comes out uh next to you instead of popping up top i thought that was fun yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh instead of girls 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 it says ghouls ghouls i think right it <laughs> yeah was... yeah it doesn't say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it was ghouls ghouls yeah i think so make ghosts ghouls something like that but it wasn't girls again just like they avoided doing that in the tribute store. Uh, but then you do see the content of that <laughs> as soon as you walk through the door. Yeah. And then you see Beetlejuice, uh, you know, Tex Avery reacting to it, you know, like like a wolf at the at the dinner show. <laughs> <laughs> so Steam coming out of ears. And- <laughs> what forms of Beetlejuice do we see? Uh, obviously, we stay, we see standard Beetlejuice as like in room one up on the podium interacting with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have um, you just went through the one with the spikes through him. Uh-huh. You saw uh-huh. Cowboy Beetlejuice on TV. Yep, correct. Uh, that in the oh, the attic scene is so yeah. Like, there's real. nothing happening, but it just looks damn good. Yeah, they did so well on the. Um, and it does have an animatronic of the Adam Ghost popping up. Which yeah, I, it works. It works. It's not really to scare you at all. It's just to kind of fill out the scene, and it 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 works for me. Uh, let's see what other beetle juice, uh, beetle juices. Beetle <laughs> he guy. has the uh, uh, the the uh, wedding, uh, the tuxedo Beetlejuice. Yep. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. The two, you'll know this, Nico. After Lydia, the two mm-hmm. beetle juices you get. Uh, after Lydia, ah, oh, shoot. So you turn the corner, and he has like the, the like he has the hat on. Um, yeah, that I think that's like Bio Exorcist beetlejuice there okay yep and then you have the one that bust out the door with like uh, the overalls yeah i think that's then then that's the beetlejuice you pretty much see from all the like when you think of beetlejuice that's pretty much the beetlejuice you think of and then we see him again at the end uh sometimes we see him with the jacket sometimes we don't uh they they used a little bit of the animated series beetlejuice and with it 
because Beetlejuice is only in that movie for about, you know, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think if you think about it, yeah. but half of this house was what featured actual Beetlejuice. And if we include the him as the snakehead, then right. that's how he shows up as well. But yeah, if you love Beetlejuice, uh, the character, then you will love this house, especially if they get the same level of character uh, that they did this year. So is there anything else you guys want to specifically call out before we kind of go on to more detailed things? Uh, no, I think uh, I don't think so. I'm good. All right, cool. Uh, so I thought it would be fun if we uh, just like the other two houses real quick, just give it a rating. Including, okay. you know, not not limiting it because of the restrictions, but including those in your rating out of 10. What do we got for Beetlejuice? Uh, Nico. <laughs> Hmm. Uh oh, that, that's gonna sound weird. <laughs> Me doing that. Uh huh. All right. Well, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives in this house, and uh, I, uh slow. Like, I think I would give it a solid eight. Actually, eight sounds good to me. Uh, pretty, I think it's pretty, pretty darn. I think it's pretty darn good. Uh, maybe even really good. Uh, I could definitely see that being like a lot of people's probably favorite house uh, this year, and probably of if we had actual HHN without the COVID stuff, uh, then it possibly even could be higher for me. Uh, but I know it's really unfair to judge it because of that. But I mean, I can only judge it on what I experienced. You got what you got. So I got what I got. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and maybe because I come in there as a as a fan of the source material more, uh, I'm ranking it a little bit higher just because they executed where they really needed to there. So yeah, uh, I think an eight is a solid point for me. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a hard seven point seven five, like, but I feel like eight sounds better for Beetlejuice. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's you not quite it. a nine or a ten, but I th- still fair. think it's pretty above average yeah mike yeah um i would say i'd give it a good solid eight and a half almost a nine wow um i i would say that probably we never did a full hype list because it was canceled before we could but i would say there was on my lower end of the houses i was looking forward to and of the three that we got it was definitely my favorite if i had to kind of speculate say would probably probably would be top three um at least um uh we got to see a a teaser of the of the puppet theater and i think that one uh just from what we got to see i think would be really high up there but from the actual three that we got this three or 3.25 counting the the puppet theater um i think it was it's probably my favorite okay yeah that, that that's a pretty high number too for especially for the restrictions um I'd probably give it about a seven and a half, seven. Uh, help me decide. I'll say 7.25 to make my life easier. <laughs> um, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Like as far as a fun house goes, this is really high up there. It, it hits all the marks it has to. Uh, the sound design is amazing and just kind of makes you excited throughout it. You like want to dance throughout this house. Yes. Um, I was dancing my way through it. Nico can attest to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, we both were. <laughs> we both. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's just one of those houses that you're like, damn, that's a lot of fun. 
I did say out of the three houses we saw, this was the least impacted uh, by the precautions necessary. But it still was impacted. And I think once we finally get everything filled in completely, um, once the plexiglass is gone, assuming this happens, you know, of course, uh, this could get quite a decent bump. And I'd say it's probably one of those definite top five houses of the year, maybe top three even. We'll see. Um, but seven, what I say, 0.25, not, not too bad for uh, everything going on right now. Yeah. And uh, we should talk about why this happened and how long it happened and all that fun stuff, huh? Yeah. So let's talk about some of the theories, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) the biggest theory is that basically Warner Brothers told them that if they don't open it for, I think the thing is they said at least a day that the contract would be void and they couldn't use the property next year. Hmm. And uh, I know me and Mike are completely like that kind of sounds like bullshit. It sounds like fan fiction. It sounds like this is a clearly was an odd choice and people need to justify as to why in their head. And they, this is this is the mm-hmm. thing that they they came that that was took took life and kind of took off. It, it yeah. doesn't necessarily ring true to me. And I, I'm not going to completely say like it's a lie, but at the very least, I'd say it's like kind of misinformation. Maybe there was some sort of contract stipulation in some way uh, that this worked out, but it. There's no way it's simply Warner Brothers, the company who was already getting cold feet about having the house at the event, said, no, actually, you need to open the house or you can't have it next year. Yeah. It just seems very off. It does does seem like, uh, it does seem Hollywood-y, though, because uh, Hollywood has these weird has these weird contracts where it's like you if you got to use it or you lose it kind of thing and it could have been like some wording or some compromise between the lawyers in that case uh we've we've seen this time and time again where they would have to do something like for a limited time or mm-hmm. you know if they, a contract was signed that you have to execute on your product mm-hmm. or things get rescinded this way or there's like penalties or stuff involved or you lose access to having there. Like there could be very, there could have been a possibility that uh, Universal could have lost their exclusivity rights to the Beetlejuice property, especially since this was a big year for Beetlejuice. And, you know, with the musical and uh, the rumored mm-hmm. sequel that kind of got shot down there, um, they could have been shopping it around to maybe, uh, maybe even Universal, uh, like Warner Brothers doing their own pop-up Beetlejuice thing. I mean, this is just me purely speculating here. So I, I go ahead. I, I like I said, I don't think it's true, but I mean, it does sound similar to many of these crazy Hollywood contracts. You know? So you're thinking I, there's like a sequel clause that like the only way that there was something written in the contract that says like, yes, you can use this again in the future as long as it's, it's a sequel. 
or something like that. Like, yeah, as long as it got used this year, you can continue to use the property. <laughs> like it has to be used by this time. That's what um that's what I'm kind of inferring from there, especially since it took place on the last two what would have been the last two operating days of regular HHN would have been those two houses. But uh, see, the thing is still, even in there, I get what you're saying. Contracts have weird stipulations in them. Um, but we're talking about a company who kind of didn't already want them to have the house at the full event. Right. And would go to the point where they are forcing them to go through with opening it suddenly. My way to shoot this down is if this was something that was there and when they decided to do this HHN light, why wasn't Beetlejuice opened more, more, if you're going to do it, you're going to try to draw people to this event and you have to use Beetlejuice. Why limit it to the very last minute, unadvertised? You utilize yep. the property yep. to try to draw people into your park. Like if if your if your hand is being forced by by Warner Brothers to do it anyway, then you go ahead and you do it and you make a big deal of it. It, it, it doesn't. So there is a rebuttal to this, and it's even less believable to me. And that's that Universal literally found out like two weeks before. Like w, they're saying Warner Brothers contacted them and like, hey, a reminder, you have to use it. All right, that's bullshit. Yeah, that sounds way too fast. So first of all, you know for a fact after this happened, after the cancellation, that Universal is reaching out to these IP holders and they are discussing the future of what's going to happen. Right. Uh, What's happening this year and then what's going to happen next year if they can continue to use it, all that stuff, right? There's no way Universal finds out because some guy at Warner Brothers calls them up and says, hey, you got to use it just to let you know. No, no. No, I I think Mike's theory uh, is probably the one that holds the most water, to be completely honest, which we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm just I'm getting the audience ready for it because I think <laughs> so, it's really good. Go for it, Mike. Shoot it. Let's go. So I have a theory that they someone someone higher up in uh, in Universal was looking at the amount of merchandise that still needed to be uh sold and liquidated and some they were talking about strategies of how to get hhn fans to to the park over the last weekend to basically fire sale all this merch that didn't sell as well as they expected um and how what way better to do a surprise opening um of of a a third property um and get people um you know leak it to the public or leak leak it leak it get the fans there um to try to get to the same people that would come out to buy the merch um uh you know make sure that they're there to, to buy it i like it i think it's more plausible for sure and if that's their intention, it worked because uh, by six o'clock, when me and Mike made our tribute store pilgrimage, it, it was, was um, <laughs> it was desolate. It was yes, not of people of merchandise. I, I bought. Yeah, we got what we needed. Items, yeah, we got what we needed. Uh, but yeah, it was very barren in there at that point. Um, so hey, if if that's what they did, it it worked out for them. Yeah, but 
it's just so insane that they would do that. And that could explain why it was only open for eight hours on both those days while the parks were open much later than that. Because they thought they could try to get it with the minimum amount possible. So like, okay, we bring them in for eight hours. Uh, or like, you know, the two, they bring in like two, pe- two sets for eight hours. And, and, but why paint the outside of it? Was it? It wasn't a, it was a paint. It was a, it was like a latex. A vinyl. Yeah. Oh, it's a vinyl. Okay. Yeah, they threw that so up. They'll be able to. Yeah. Okay. So that's a lot cheaper. I, I mean, I thought it was paint. So no, no. All right. Well, never mind on that one. Yeah. It's, it's just I was like they reuse. They, they probably put that right, took that right back off and put it back into the shop. Cause that thing's going to fade. Yeah. Uh, they're coming. They aren't leaving it up. There's no way they're leaving it yeah. up. It's probably already down. Um, it also kind of feels just like, you know, when you have a big company as big as Universal and we've seen it before where like marketing isn't quite sure of what, uh, you know, creative is doing and they're all just kind of on different pages and they're, they're a bunch of different people. I feel like COVID makes this uh, like five, ten times worse that we've we've seen with HHN Lite um, other times. It's, this just kind of feels like that where they like there was some exa- uh Someone was looking at the, you know, numbers somewhere and they're like, we need to do something about something. I suspect merchandise sales. And and, you know, someone said, what 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 way can we do? What what are we going to do? Uh, and it sounds like there was a lot of to me, I suspect a lot of back and forth of like, are we going to do this? Are we not? Are we going to announce it to people? Are we going to make a big deal about it? Are we not going to make a big deal about it? Because also about two weeks ago, right, they sent out uh, to their annual pass holders, basically encouraging them not to come Mm -hmm. on weekends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people are upset about that, that they said, hey, don't come, and then quietly opened up Beetlejuice. Just sound oh, okay. it, honestly, yeah. it just sounds like the classic. One hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one hand. Someone, someone um, decided that this was a good thing to send out to annual pass holders, not even realizing what the other uh, team is planning to do in two weeks. Which happens a lot to Universal. Mm-hmm. Which is a little. Uh, you know, this kind of goes back into some of the issues that we had at the beginning of all of these, like uh, HHN Lite was happening. You know, it's it's going to be virtual queue only. You can only get this. And then it's like, oh, no, you can have standby like there. You know, it's they don't really send a consistent message. And, you know, yeah, not, not to bash Universal enough, but like you're. <laughs> your your APs are the ones who are trying to do this. I'm not coming at this as a sour AP, which I'm not in this case. I wasn't I wasn't upset with that, but it just seems like it's just another boneheaded move where exactly what you said, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. But this is just another thing that has happened in a repeated it's a repeated uh habit with Universal. They can't never seem to get their uh, shit straight when it gets to special events and stuff. Like it's, honestly, I, I mean, it's, it's something that I think is uh, happens a lot at Universal and all the time. But I think COVID 
just it makes it 10 times worse. I think they're trying to throw stuff at the wall to try to, mm. to see what sticks. They're trying to get these parks filled. Um, you know, like they're they're just doing whatever they can to try to get through this. And, um, you know, it's I think uh, mid-level uh, managers and uh, you know, lower level executives are panicking and you can see it and and it's you know and how it's coming out uh, some of these things are coming out and you can kind of see operationally kind of between the two different days that the first day from what i understand duff and you were there it was pretty like willy-nilly they were just kind of letting people in how what as often as they could to try to get as many people in on Saturday mm-hmm. to see this. Basically, were, were they getting tour a new one uh, by a lot of guests? What, what did you see? Uh, so I know Saturday was much more lenient. And I think that's because, I mean, it, people didn't know what was happening. So there were much less of a crowd. Uh, there was a lot of times where apparently the queue was completely empty and they started actually, um, it wasn't that often, but they started letting some people in like standby. Right. Uh, they were letting groups of larger than eight go. It was basically just a slower day. Um, but Sunday, yeah, it was. <laughs> you guys saw slammed. They were extremely yeah. strict. Yes. Uh, your group was eight, and that's it. You weren't bringing any extra in. They weren't yeah. letting anybody in standby. There was, if you did not have a virtual queue that you were a part of, you were not getting in. Done. Over. Yeah. Sorry. Any manager that uh, or supervisor that's left in Universal um, was there standing yeah. in front of them. And that's, that's another big change. The first day, like, they had a couple wandering managers outside the house and, you know, the norm kind of for something new. Uh, yesterday or Sunday, it was literally a couple roaming managers, a wall of five managers, and then the virtual queue uh, up staff after that. It yeah. was intense uh so you if you walked up to get a virtual like to use your virtual queue you were asked three times to show your time before you got there right it was like you are not getting through without it no matter what yeah At, like it, it was pretty intense it was yeah it was very very intense and i think that has to do with sunday being much busier because people knew um, about it who were pissed the day before that they didn't know about it and were told to stay home, flocked to the park. Right. Right. Uh, do we, do we think that universal should adjust how they do virtual line in the future? Uh, the app needs to be better. I'll tell you that. Cause mine didn't work at all. I kept getting an error when it became time. Yeah. I, I think the, the way it's currently set up leads to a lot of abuse, which you know, I, I will admit that, you know, we have used its very, very wide thing yeah, to yeah. our advantage. So basically uh, you're looking at how if you look at Disney, mm-hmm. you are linked by account to a specific time, whereas right. here you are just grabbing a time and you could set however many people you want on it. Yeah. So a lot of people figured that out and did what we did, at least for the first day. And just grab how many people are in our party, plus maybe like one or two more, just in case somebody wants to join. Which I can completely understand where it's good to have it like there. But, you know, if Universal wants to do what they are planning on doing, at least we're planning on doing for uh, Fantastic Worlds, 
then everyone, I, I think they do need to go to the linking your account or linking your park ticket to the app yeah, to prevent this sort of sort of abuse from happening in the future. I don't think it was a big deal this weekend specifically, but yes, it, when it comes to a point where it's uh-huh. serious, absolutely. Because uh, you could have a party of eight, and even if they're being strict, the eight of you each grab a time, all of you go eight times when there's people uh, who are, say, a party of one or two, and you know they can't even snatch a single time. It sucks, man. I get it. Mm. It's horrible. And you can put blame on the people who do that all you want, but at the end of the day, it's universal system that's the problem. Yeah. Not the people grabbing the times. I mean, yeah, it almost ruined ruined our day. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, for different reasons, but yeah. <laughs> and we still, after after that happened, which we're not going to call anybody out, but we were basically um, thought we had times and then uh, from, from friends of friends. And we didn't have those times from friends of friends because they got uh, impatient for us to arrive. Um, Once we realized that that was happening, we were basically just stuck to the looking at the, at the app and like, Oh, well, there's nothing there. Yeah, I I think Universal really needs to take a look at if they want to continue to implement this virtual queue and do virtual line at its attractions, especially for its more popular attractions, then it really needs to see how to reduce the abuse. Because right now the system is way too loose and people like me are going to abuse it. The answer is very simple. You lock it by account per person. So if you're making a party for eight people, Guess what? Those eight people are all linked to the one pass, so they cannot make another one. Yeah. And that's again, I want I want to stress you I see people so mad at people on Twitter because they're like, I went 25 times. Because you know, they had a group of 10 people or whatever. Yeah. It's it's Universal's fault, not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to the thing is we are going to take every single advantage we can. And what you should, if you are given there and if guest relations is telling you that you can reserve up to three times per app you can have up to three virtual queues at one time and then everyone in your party can also reserve up to three virtual queues at one time that will lead to abuse abuse and i it did lead to abuse especially for what Mm -hmm. we saw this weekend so i mean this is just the soapbox that i'm getting on here you know for the future universal really needs to look at it especially if they might even implement this they might even implement this next year for like really popular houses or the or like friday nights friday and saturday nights Mm -hmm. in october they might need to implement something like this depending on you know the climate of the virus exactly it could be that's how you do houses in general you know who knows uh, but they need to figure it out. And if they don't have a better app by next year, it, it could be a problem, a big problem. Hopefully we'll find out by the end of the week uh, if COVID's going to be better by next year or not. Uh. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, so let's kind of talk more about HHN. I guess we're officially calling it light on HHN 365 now. Uh, in general, kind of a wrap up of it. First, we should probably talk about the other two houses a bit because we did talk about their opening weekend. You heard our mm-hmm. opinions then. Did either of your opinions change at all? 
Not really. I think um, Tooth Fairy got a little bit more intense. I think intense. I think it kind of found his footing for the most part. Um, Same with Brides. Uh, I think they just we went to those first a couple initial days and, and they got better from there for sure. Yeah, Brides is definitely still my favorite. Uh, Beetlejuice is really good, but uh, yeah, for me, it, it was Bride, you know, Beetlejuice, uh, uh, Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, while still being good, uh, it like I said, my opinions on them really didn't change much. Uh, if anything, Brides got better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think uh, I think they both got better. It's like a normal HHN. The first weekend is usually... Not, I don't want to say the worst weekend, but the scare actors don't fully have a feel for that specific role yet. And yeah. you can see when they really start feeling it and getting used to it as the weeks progress. Uh, so, of course, like any other year, they got better. Uh, I think Tooth Fairy probably got a little bit more of a bump for me than Bride did throughout the uh, course of the season, I guess we'll call it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's about the same. I think at the end of the day, bride stayed a bit above and actually nico you said yours so you want to just kind of knock out your top three what were they oh i think i just said it yeah oh, you said uh, it yeah no, I was, yeah just me and mike at this point yeah <laughs> um mine is beetlejuice one for bride two and um tooth fairy three and i think i'm in light oh see this is really hard for me i bride is number one um and a, a run I had on the last day solidified that for me. <sighs> Beetlejuice and Tooth, man, it's tough because I like them for such different reasons. Mm. I think I'm gonna go Bride, Beetlejuice, Tooth. Yeah, and still say I think out of all of them, I think Tooth has the most potential to it get better, get right? better, and potentially, I don't know if it would happen. Potentially jump the other two. Because I think its ceiling is so extremely high for me. And it was so heavily neutered by the precautions that you you were getting half the house it would have been. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the current rate, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Bride, Beetlejuice, Tooth. Do you all want to hear what falls in my top 13? <laughs> sure. <Go ahead. laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> So uh, I only have 13 houses, so uh, Beetlejuice was my 13th house. So uh, pretty lucky to have it like there. Uh, Beetlejuice uh, is snugly there at number five for me. Oh, uh, okay. Right behind, okay. right behind Bride. Uh, the top three is still oh. Uni Monsters, Yeti, Graveyard Games, which I don't know if it was Graveyard Games, then Bride. I guess I was thinking about it a little bit more. I can't remember what I said uh, <laughs> uh, initially with Bride. Uh, but what does Bride has say right now. Uh, Bride has settled in at four, but yeah, it goes Beetlejuice, Bride, Graveyard Games. So uh, from the bottom, Clowns, Stranger Things, Nine Gales, <laughs> uh, Thousand One Corpses, and then number nine is Tooth Fairy. For me. How, how many corpses were there? A thousand and one. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. Were, were, were you were you the additional course? You didn't make it out that one day. You were trying to run. You're like, tripping. oh yeah, that's right. I tripped and I fell. Oh wait, is it? That's a thousand court. God damn it! I just realized what I said. Fuck me. <laughs> there's room for one more, I guess. There's, there's room for a thousand and one. Oh god. Oh, I just I fucked that up. <laughs> uh, uh, oh well, but uh, Tooth Fairy, Tooth Fairy's at number nine, right behind Ghostbusters for me. 
I mean, there you go. His top 13. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, anything. The event as a whole, food, merch. How how did you feel about this as a little mini kind of horror nights? I think it, it did the job. I'm glad we got it. Uh, we weren't expecting to get it. Um, I would have liked to, you know, obviously get the whole event. But for it was a good for for, uh, you know, what was going on in 2020. I think it it was great. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm happy I got the houses I got. Yeah. Did I need a third? No, but I enjoyed going through it regardless. The merch was badass this year. They had so many oh, cool designs. Um, the food was pretty solid as far as HHN style food goes. Uh, they mm. brought back pizza fries at Louie's and Twisted Tater Dog was a really cool addition. Uh, Skeleton Bar was a really fun little kind of walkthrough bar, quick service kind of location. Yeah, that was and actually nice. the food. The food there was, we should, if you want to talk about that a little, we we're going to make a whole episode, but that never happened. The food was really fucking good at Skeleton Bar. The food was good. They had the the jacked up mac, which was like a a vegan kind of macaroni salad. Oh yeah, I, guess I think that was my, my wife's like favorite. Yeah, uh, the jackfruit pizza. So the vegan items were really the star for me <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, the circus peanut, the most hated drink to ever be released at any theme park anywhere. Uh, <laughs> that'll always stay in my mind. Yeah, I don't know. People have forgotten the weird candy corn thing from last year no, that was, that was but people actually like that they do yeah that was terrible man remember oh, that, wait, they, they have it this year and i had to throw it out before we yeah. went in the yeah. game uh, it's terrible but they have it back this year and people actually like it <laughs> yeah crazy right but no that's horrible yeah but everybody um, hated circus peanut so <laughs> i didn't Either like circus peanut but i i hated the the weird candy corn thing. No, they're both disgusting. They're the rum drink was the rum drink was nice and refreshing. The rum was was that the Loop Guru that had rum? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the the Loop okay. Guru. Which I realized, uh, I was like, oh, why is it called the? Why is it called this random coaster in Belgium? <laughs> and then I realized it actually it's like a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I didn't know. It was, I knew it was a werewolf type. Thing. I didn't know it was the coaster in Belgium. <laughs> Yeah, it's a roller coaster. I was like, oh, I'll have this. <laughs> Is that why you ordered it? That's why I ordered it. <laughs> oh, you're nerdy little and thing, I love it. Little things like that, I like. I like stuff like that. Um, you know, I think we skipped over something earlier. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Do y'all remember what happened this week? Where I think uh, Beetlejuice kind of got us there. But where uh, kind of what Mike was saying earlier, the theme of the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And they announced puppet theater. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> we're yeah. I was going to go a little bit into it. But yeah, this is perfect time. Let's do it. Yeah, I mentioned. <laughs> well, so now let's start this off by saying Universal tried to not call this announcement as much as they possibly could. Uh, the HHN account didn't talk about it uh, as an announcement. They said, here's our behind the scenes video. That's what they call it. That's the actual name. Like if you go on YouTube, uh, they literally just slide it in at the end exclusively at Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Orlando Resort 2021. Um, yeah, that's the only thing that's in, like an actual announcement. Um, and I think that's really weird. Oh, also, um, someone asked about Beetlejuice on Twitter 
And Universal gave a reply saying, we've made no announcements for next year. It's like, what? <laughs> Actually, you just yes, did. You did. Uh, <laughs> so they lit- they want to kind of pretend it didn't happen except for that little piece in the video. And it's really strange. Um, yeah. And then I think what Nico wanted to talk about even potentially more is the whole gaffe where it released on Peacock for about six hours and then was taken down. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's 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 my uh, thing I was getting at there. I am really glad that Universal is going to put theme park content on Peacock. That makes well, me very happy. I hope the whole HHN Forever <laughs> thing kind of kind of takes off and we get some oh, more videos like this. That'd be very good. That that'd be very exciting. Um, if we could get an Art of the Scare like version two, oh please my and God. thank you. Yeah, every year I ho- hope we get something like Art of the Scare. Just do that. That's free advertising. That's all they have to do. And then people will love it. And people would sign up. Think how many people would sign up for Peacock. Like how many HHN fans that probably don't have Peacock right now that would sign up for it if there was yearly HHN Mm -hmm. content on there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm also uh, I'm really realizing we haven't made an episode since. Uh, Hey, guys. uh, First, a house announcement for HHN 30 next year. Puppet theater. Captive audience. Thing. (laughs) It's, okay, carry on, Nico. Well, no, it's it, that's accurate of how it got released. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just excited. We're gonna see uh, more stuff on uh, more stuff on Peacock. You know, that, that's what we need. We need more streaming services that will actually do well instead of just Quibbies and Ugh. CISOs that fall apart. R.I.P. Quibby. Oh, you must be devastated, Mike. <laughs> Have we talked about my my uh, Quibi obsession? No, I don't think we have. The girl like with the golden wreck. Yeah, it's like almost like a, a train wreck obsession with the Quibi, like that. I just can't look away of of how t- uh, terrible Quibi was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hey, if any of you are huge Quibi fans and you actually need someone else to talk to who watched Quibi, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mike watched every piece of content they have. I. Uh, the first first month or so, yeah, during the quarantine, I know they they have released a bunch of new stuff. Um, basically, starting anymore. around like July <laughs> or August, um, but I, I have not seen that. I do, no longer have Quippy. But during the 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 free trial period, um, where it was like three free uh, three months of free Quibi, um, yes, I I basically watched almost any anything. What Just, what, what was your top Quib? Top Quibby. Um, yeah, I, I gotta go with the Agua Dog case. That was a, that was a good what now? <laughs> Agua, uh, like water donkeys? Yeah, it's called the Agua Donkeys. Huh. So, why did they never mind? Why did they fail? Why did they fail? The 50 stage of 50 states uh, of right was fucking terrible. I, I was gonna say, I wanted to see it. Uh, a, it a horror series about like each state like one horror it was like an episode for each state is how they did it right yes well no it was like it was like three or four up because episodes are like they try to keep them under 10 minutes so it was basically um the problem with quibi is that it was content made to be just normal normal 30 minute to an hour to two hour long movies and they just bought up all this content or um you know uh 
told people to go out and make this content, but the content creators um, didn't know if it was, you know, they, they still made it to be 30 minute to an hour to a two hour long movie style content. And so whether you cut it up into eight minute, 10 minute still felt like that. This like oh, there were no. very few series that really was meant for to be like that five minute to eight minute standalone um, stuff. We're going way down the rebel. Guys. I mean, if we, if we stick to a, 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 a Sam Raimi, what is it called again? Uh, 50 is it, I don't know if uh, anyone listening to this wants to hear about, <laughs> about us talk about what why could be failed. All I was going to say is I wanted to watch that series and you said it was horrible and I was very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> very disappointed. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Was Florida's good at least? Did we no. get any? Oh, God damn it. All right, moving on. Fuck it was better, better than some. It wasn't the world's largest twine of, uh, in Kansas or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, there's one that, of them. Like, yeah, the, the one the one that gets like the most um, backlash uh, people talk about on Twitter is about the like the the gold, the Michigan's golden arm. Oh uh, yeah, the golden the, arm. The girl with the golden arm. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not subscribed to R slash Quibi. <laughs> no, that one that uh that one really took off in, in Twitter. If you look up Quibi Golden Arm. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll look into that. I'll look into I'll that. send you some links. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure you have them on the red. For sure. So um, uh uh Universal be, and yeah, uh, Halloween seasonal experiences and stuff. <laughs> Uh, I think we kind of got it all. I, I mean, yeah, I'm happy we got it. I enjoyed what we had, and I'm happy we didn't get more seeing how the things are operated right now. So, um, wait for next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that basically wraps up our, um, you know, closing uh, closing episode about HHN Light. Um, are you guys uh, excited for? Um, HHN 21, knowing kind of uh, what we saw and knowing what the potential is, are, are you you ready for uh, um, um, HHN 21? Is that what we're calling it? I think we already had that 2021. one. 2021. <laughs> 2021. Um, HHN 30. Um, in 2020. In 20. Yes. Yeah. HHN. Yes. I'm excited. Of course, I'm excited. God damn it, this year hurt. Yeah. I need a full HHN or I might not survive. You'll survive, yeah. but I, I get you. I, I, <laughs> don't downplay my emotions, Mike. You'll, you'll survive. <laughs> oh my God. He just talked to you like the way he talks to his kid. You'll survive. <laughs> yeah. You don't need you right now. In all seriousness, though, it, it did suck not having a full HHN, and I am super yeah. excited to potentially have one next yeah. year. It'll, it'll be great. I'm very excited. All uh, right, Nico. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm super excited for HHN 21, uh, 2021. That is, dang it, how <laughs> I'm saying it. Um, yeah, it's going to be good, no matter... 
I think they uh, will take what they've learned from here. And if we have to exist in a COVID world still, which we definitely might have to, uh, then we will uh, probably still have a, have a good year. But I would really, really like to have it not be in a COVID world so we can get the full experience for all of these. Agreed. Uh, and uh, I just, you know, it's it's far enough away where that's going to happen, but it's also close enough where that could not happen. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to say, man. It's it, really hard to say. It, it might just end up being that the the a vaccine will come out in March, and then there'll be a sign at the front of Universal that says, oh, "Hope you're vaccinated. Come on in." <laughs> uh, uh, I will say though, uh, I I think it was really nice of Universal. Thank you, thank you, Daddy Corporation, uh, <laughs> for um, for allowing us to see some of these houses this year to kind of hold off uh, those that really look forward to it every year. Like this is still new for me. So I guess it wasn't that big of a deal, but I mean, to you two guys, I'm, I'm really glad it happened because I, I knew y'all were really down the day when everything fell apart. I, I remember yeah. that day vividly, like how sad you guys were yeah. uh, that day. And I'm really glad y'all got to experience something. And I'm glad all of the great people we met uh, out there, because I was after our HHN at home stream. So we met some great people. Uh, some fans of ours uh, want to say hi to everyone uh, that we met and uh, it was good to see all of you and uh, I can't wait to experience a full HHN with all of you next year absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that was so sweet yeah. I'm touched <laughs> in a good way not, not the I, I understand. Anyways, right. not take it away, Mike. Way. Let's get out of here real and, quick. All right. Joe Biden well, is um, me. We will be back um, next week with some uh, content. We don't, I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. Um, we'll definitely um, have some things that we've discussed. Uh, we just got to put, um, you know, put the pedal to the metal and get some of that stuff out for you. Um, but yeah, we'll see you uh, next week and uh, we'll see you in the streets. Yeah.